So this case has a, a very long history, um, part of which includes SERI as an institution. So the 133 applicants who are residents in the Winnie Mandela informal settlement, they applied for their RTP houses, their subsidies were approved, but because of corruption or maladministration from the municipality of Eguruleni, those houses were given to other people. So they're living in shacks in Winnie Mandela in squalor conditions with no access to services, but they know where their houses are. They engaged with the municipality for a number of years, and when that failed, they then approached us to try and seek assistance to see if we can go to court to get some sort of help, which we did in 2015. But the process was delayed as the municipality seemed to be engaging with the residents and us, but that also fell apart. And then in 2017, the matter was held before the Pretoria High Court, where Judge Stephen December gave an order which says the municipality must give their house to the 133 people who had lost their houses because of the municipality's negligence or corruption by end of 2019. But what the municipality, 2018, pardon me, what the municipality then did was to appeal to the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein to have the deadline extended, which was done. The deadline was extended to end of June 2019 and the municipality was ordered to file quarterly reports on the progress of the building of these houses mm -hmm. which it didn't by end of January 2019 no report had been done no steering committee meetings had been done with the 133 and the 133 once again instructed us to bring an application for contempt for the failure to do the steering committee meetings and the progress report and then what then happened after that application was filed in january 2019 the municipality then delivered a very voluminous report which was essentially explaining its housing project and in a few pages then they mentioned the 133 and then on the eve of when they were supposed to deliver the houses, the mm -hmm. house was supposed to be delivered by 30 June 2019. In the afternoon of 28 June, which was Friday, we then get served with papers where the municipality is asking the court to vary the order in 2017, essentially to give them more time to build the houses. Yeah. And then the residents then instructed us to say, but the municipality keeps shifting the goalposts. A deadline means nothing to them because the SCA extended this to them. In fact, we want constitutional damages for every month and every day that the municipality continues to fail us and fail the court order that was granted to us to vindicate our right to housing. And that's when we approached the court, the same court the municipality had approached, which is the High Court in Pretoria, for a counter application for constitutional damages. Unfortunately, the High Court in Pretoria rejected both the municipality's request for extension and the residents' request for constitutional damages, which saw the matter going to the Constitutional Court mm -hmm. in December um, 2020. And the judgment was delivered in December 2021, where the Constitutional Court said the residents, it was a, a judgment, split judgment, four to three judges. Um, but the majority essentially said constitutional damages are not applicable and appropriate in this case because the residents had not gone through 
all of the other alternatives they can, such as the contempt application. And that is why the residents then went back in the January of 2022 yeah. for the contempt application, which is what this decision is about. Um, it has unfortunately taken over a year to get this decision for the residents, but ha the court has said the municipality is in contempt for its failure to deliver the houses by 30 June 2019. And for that, they must pay a fine of one million three hundred and thirty rands to the court within a month of the granting of the order which would be the end of september mm -hmm. and that they must provide the houses to the residents by 15 december this year and the title deeds by 30 april next year and if by 15 december the residents still don't have houses then the residents must come back to court for other relief such as the constitutional damages yeah. they had sought in the constitutional court the, the in, in more recent years, Kululewa, uh, the municipality has changed has changed hands. You've said here that the municipality keeps changing goalposts. Could, in fact, recent changes in the municipality be the reason why they haven't been able to to meet some of these targets, or what what sort of reasons have they preferred? We, we, we don't believe that the changing of hands from the municipality side is the reasons why the 133 still don't have their houses over 20 years of application and over almost eight years of litigation to get the houses. The main people who've been involved and in charge of the actual building of houses, so it's the people, not the mayors uh, or the city manager, the people who are actually doing the job. They've mm. remained the same people. We've walked this journey for almost eight years with the same people. At some point, the municipality um, in in the high court in 2020, even in the constitutional court, it was insisting that it's going to build the 133 residents, the walk-up houses, the flats. But the problem is that the residents did not lose the flats. Yeah. They lost land and stands. And that's what the court order of 2017 entitled them to. So, so the, you, you would argue that the corruption is at that level, uh, at the level of the people actually building the houses? I... I it's it's the lack of political willingness to to ensure that the 133 have their houses. Yeah. As I mentioned when I gave you the history, um, when when we brought the contempt and we got a report from the municipality, it was a report on all of its housing projects, but no specific attention paid to these 133 people who've gone to court who have a court order giving them the right to their houses. So that has been one of the challenges with the municipality, yeah. wanting to approach this like all of its housing problems that it has. But we're speaking about 133 who've got a court order, who've gone to court for over eight, almost eight years and said, you took our houses, bring back our houses. Mm. And there hasn't been a specific focus on this 133, which is why we've seen a delay. And in, if you read the judgment, the recent one that we have, even the court laments that a court order date, a date for the municipality means nothing because the dates come and go and they do nothing. The residents still don't have their houses. Mm. 15 December is just around the corner. Uh, do you have faith that the municipality will in fact meet this deadline? We have no faith whatsoever in the municipalities. They have failed to meet longer deadlines than this one. Um, we don't think that they're going to meet this deadline. And we're hoping that if they don't meet the, the deadline, then the residents will be able to go back to court to say, the constitutional court said we hadn't tried everything. Now we've tried absolutely everything and we still don't have houses. And the sad part is, 
we've, we're talking about people who are old, people who might not even see their houses at this stage, and the municipality is still not complying. Give us a sense, uh, Kululiwe, what, what sort of conditions the, the 133 affected parties have been subjected to over the many years of uh, waiting for housing? So they're living in shacks in, in, in Winnie Mandela where they don't have access to, to water. Some of the of the shacks in the stands where they, they, they live, there's there's no standpipe for water. So they have to make alternatives for water and they, they struggle with connection for electricity. But some of the, the one thirty three, in fact the fir- the first applicant shares a stand with someone else and that person has been threatening them with eviction for the longest time. Now imagine you're being threatened with an eviction when you have your house somewhere and your subsidy used for that house somewhere, you just can't access it because of a, a stiff neck municipality that just refuses to comply with the multiple court orders. Uh, Kulunio, perhaps just quickly before I, I let you go, um, to perhaps to comment on MMC's yesterday, um, uh, Chwaku, um, as well as Kenny Gunene, who in Hillbrow uh, went out uh, to, to evict people there. Do you have a quick comment just from Siri, um, just how how um, the, these MMC's postured, but also the, the, the bigger issue here that the country is talking about, about these illegally occupied buildings, but also the manner in which government is conducting evictions? So uh, it's unfortunate that uh, over 20 years of, of, of litigation in, in this area of law, we still have to explain to the state at various levels that you cannot evict a person without a court order. That's what PI envisages. That's what Section 263 of the Constitution wants to happen because of the specific history of South Africa of apartheid where you would have a landlord just come and evict a person and the person sees themselves homeless. And over the past 20 years, the Constitutional Court has reinforced the right to housing, the right not to be evicted without a court order. And for the courts to make sure that if they're evicting someone, that person is not going to be rendered homeless. And what we have seen in the past week is attempts to evict people into homelessness, which is just essentially at odds with Section 26 of the Constitution and takes away the rights in terms of the Constitution, the dignity, the right to, 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 to for children, because people yeah. live with children in these buildings. Indeed. We'll have to park it there this afternoon. Thank you. Kululi Webengu, who is with the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa.